Hi, you've called Age. And Mitch. And this is Message on the Machine. Gritty conversations by smooth operators. You know what to do. All right, ladies and gents, pop your flared pants on and your... And your Dion Lee numbers. And your Camilla Caftan and rock and out. And we're on. We're on. This week, ladies and gentlemen, we are back for another episode of Message on the Machine. My name is Age. And I'm Mitch. And we have a very colourful guest in the studio this week. Yes. Troy fucking Beeman. Troy fucking Beeman. If you know it, you know it. If you don't, look him up. You're about to. He is a DJ in Australia, in based in Sydney, but DJs between Sydney and Melbourne, I would say, often. I would say he's national soon to be global Dal. that's right yes which we we do discuss so we've got Troy on the show he's actually in town at the moment because he is um playing at the april sun puff doof day doof festival um which by the time you guys listen to this would have already been and gone but he but has we just snagged him in the meantime we basically. did we see an opportunity and we sling our claws in yes strike all the irons hot Dal. so we ha- talk all things this week with troy dj life Balancing that life, the music industry, all the things in between. So it's actually a really insightful little chat. I actually enjoyed it. Yeah, Troy's a lot smarter than I anticipated, actually. I know. I said that in a tone that kind of implied that I wouldn't think I would enjoy <laughs> it. So sorry, Troy. But no, that's that's not the case at all. It was actually really amazing. And he's definitely an artist in his own right. Absolutely. Um, so we can't wait to play there for you. So should we just get straight into it? I think we should bring in Troy. Yep. Bring him in. Welcome, 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 my darling. How are you? Welcome, Troy. I'm good. How are you guys? Oh, we're so good and so excited so to have you here. Thank Absolutely. you. How are you feeling? Pleasure. I'm feeling really good. I know you've done a little bit of media in the past, so it's not exactly like we're taking your virginity or anything like that. Just a little bit. I mean, I have been on Triple J. So, <laughs> oh, <you know. laughs> She's a radio. <laughs> No, like the lunch, the Friday mix, which have is you? Fun. Yeah, oh, I didn't know that. Very special on Love Week, which is when they get extra horny. Yeah, Triple right. J. As a guest or as a DJ? <laughs> um, as a DJ and as, a guest. Okay, so, yeah. Fun. So, Double what memory. kind of stuff are you playing for Love Week? Love Week was like sort of like. I would say happy house and like some yeah. stuff that you want to get down and dirty to. Cute. Okay. That was my brief. And then my dad was like, oh, I'm watching, <laughs> I'm listening to this on the radio. Dad, don't get down and dirty, please. I know. Can we oh just take a moment for happy house? That sounds <laughs> like right up my fucking alley. Anyway, we've already got distracted. Let's go back to the start. For people who don't know who we're actually talking to right now, can you just give us a bit of an intro on who you are? So I'm Troy Beeman. I'm 26. I'm from Sydney, Australia. I'm a DJ. <laughs> During the day, I work for Camilla, aka Camilla Franks. Don't get confused. It's not Camilla and Mark. Um, Amazing. <laughs> uh, and in my spare time, I run or help run Puff Doof in Sydney, which is very exciting. Gorgeous. Pre-COVID times and about to be post-COVID times. Yes, she's so, back. So you're yeah. a busy girl. I'm very busy. I feel like we just got your like eHarmony bio. I was going to say, <laughs> that was literally a Tinder bio. My Tinder bio is actually if... You don't have if you have a problem with me wearing Dion Lee, we're probably not going to get along. I love that. Yeah, we're going to get to that actually. We're going to get to the Dion Lee and the fashion because we'll right, we'll, such we'll a Dion we'll Definitely deep on that. So I guess we just circle back as to sort of how we all know each other because 
there is a reason why you're in the room. So we obviously met actually not that long ago. Hey, maybe what, two weeks ago? Three two weeks, weeks ago? ago. Yeah. Um, We've known each other for a bit longer. Yeah. We met at Revs. At Revs. <laughs> with, with a friend of ours. Yeah, yeah, yeah. What a place. Yeah. Yeah. It was Sunday morning. It yeah. was. It was 9 a.m. Yeah. It Ooh. was a good time. It's my favourite place to be at 9 a.m. I was going to say, Sunday you meet morning. the best people at 9 a.m. That's it. Sunday that's, morning. That's when true friendships are made, <laughs> well, I think. 9 a.m. in Sydney on a Sunday morning is at brunch. It's certainly not in a nightclub. So very thankful for... Correct. Yeah. Yeah. So, yeah, do you places. think that, like, is there a difference between... I'm just throwing off here, topic-wise, but is there a difference between that Melbourne scene and the Sydney scene? Like, for that kind of, like recovery it's a different it's a different it's a different kind of recovery like recovery for me in sydney would be like maybe going to the beresford yeah whereas recovery for you guys seems to be going to revolve for it like 10 (laughs) a.m which i love so much yeah right well before we keep going we always ask every guest a very special question what was the last thing that you googled troy beeman oh let's like get into it um so it was North Shore Volkswagen Alto. North Shore. Is okay. That, is that in New South Wales? New South Wales. Yeah, right. Okay. So Sydney, North Shore is like on the other side of the Harbour Bridge. So yeah, okay. towards Newcastle. Hit me. Why? Yeah, uh, explain. So my, my poor 2014 Volkswagen GTI, which is my prized possession... Was it named? Its name is Francis, after my grandfather who passed away in September, oh, which that's is beautiful. really sweet. But we also call it She... So yeah. it's common. It's common. We do that. Gender can be a, a Well, gender is yeah. all just a construct anyway exactly. at the end of the it's, day. My so. car is non-binary, but its name is Francis. <laughs> yeah. So let's, let's go with that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, Francis had needed a new clutch kit replaced, which is about like $3,000, wow. which is really quite XE. But I managed to, you know, get on the hustle and complain to Volkswagen and they've managed to do it for half the price. So quite happy about that. So Frances is clutching her pearls once again. Yeah, yeah, clutching. Well, hopefully she can pull herself into gear. (laughs) Hello. Hello. And I'll be zipping across the Harbour Bridge in no time when I pick it up. Gorgeous. Um, Age, what was the last thing that you Googled? The last thing I Googled was ComBank. Okay. Just need to jump on the phone, speak to the bank. CBA. Yeah. Man of business, Mm. you know me. Um, I think I might be getting a credit card. This little life update for me. Yeah. Okay. Currently don't have a credit card. Never I also one. don't. I can don't I, live on credit. They scare me a little can bit. Can I comment? Yeah, absolutely. I, if you must. I, I highly advise against it. Yeah, okay. I a lot of people myself when I was 19 with a credit card. Really? I'm all good now. I'm like, she's in the neck. She's in, no, she's in the positive. She's cleared. She's, she's in the black. <laughs> she's like much more in, in the positive. Than yeah, me. good. Okay. It just makes. Just oh, so you're rich? No. <laughs> I'm joking. <laughs> Amazing. Okay, so you're getting a credit card. I think I'm getting a credit card. Cash, just like, you know, I'm very self-supportive. Mm. Mortgage, whatnot. It's just nice to have that in case cash flow is a bit mm. After slow. After pay doll. Mm. Yeah. It's where it's at. So many <laughs> options. So it's many like options. lay-by, but for cool people. Yeah, I need to like inquire <laughs> as to the parameters of before I commit. So watch this space. Yeah. Okay. I'll keep me posted. Mitch, what was the last thing you Googled? Mine was actually Real Housewives of Melbourne season five. Yes. Um, How fun. Just because... I already was across the cast, but I just wanted to relive that moment with a, a colleague at work. Okay. Um, so I just brought up the cast and was just chatting through the ins and outs, who we've lost, who we've gained. I know, Troy, that you're a huge 
Housewives stan. I, I am. You're kind of just a fan, like an aggressive fan of a lot of things. <laughs> I am. Yeah, if you love something, you seem to love it full-hearted. Yeah. I do. Like Connie Mitchell, let's not go there. We'll go there later. Um, I'm really upset that Gina Liano is leaving the cast because she is my favourite cast member because she literally just says it how it is. And, yeah. and she's Italian. She's like... a. She's a force to be reckoned with. I know, we've lost Completely. both the Wog sisters. I know, the Wog sisters, sisters unite. I know, I'm a bit devo about that. Poor Completely. Lydia. Lydia won't know what to do with herself, Figaro and her Porsche. I know. <laughs> I'm just picturing Lydia sitting at home watching the show, like, without her being in it. Well, she has a blog. Oh, does she? No, but Cheekers is better. <laughs> <laughs> Perfect. Okay, so you mentioned before Camilla, not Camilla and Mark. Yeah, Camilla with love. Camilla with love. Yes. yes, thank you. Thank you. Yeah, we know. Tell us about that. How long have you been there? Do you love your job? It's been three years plus, mm-hmm. and honestly, it's been such quite. It's been quite an emotional ride, but also quite an amazing ride and a passionate ride. And I mean, for a fashion brand in Australia to last longer than fifteen years is yeah. pretty incredible. Huge. Um, and I really adore Camilla. I think. You know, she has just wanted to colour the world and it's exactly what she's done. And to be still in the game after that long is 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 a testament. Mm. Yeah. Um, I look after her IT, so she's oh, so not the most techie queen. She's not the most tech savvy person in, in the world and she will admit that. Yeah. But yeah. I'm there to pick up the pieces of her iPhone when she's dropped it on the floor. <laughs> and, <laughs> an important role. An important role. But also to look after like point of sale and like a whole bunch of other stuff. Yeah. And, and, and like the design team, like we have like thirty graphic designers. Wow. Holy so shit. that's a lot of IMAX, think yeah. about it. Is that then designing patterns for the garments? Yeah, or, so all yeah. the prints that you see flowing yeah, around amazing. on silk, usually on me and of our yeah. customer around Brighton. Sell the will. garment, darling, <laughs> yes. Um, yeah, so it's it's pretty amazing to watch how it all is put together. I Obviously, I've worked it for different fashion companies before, like Willow, Saba, um, mm-hmm. and a few others. And it's kind of, I think Camilla is a whole different take on mm. how it all is put together. So, yeah. yeah, it's definitely an iconic Australian brand. Like, yeah. And, lo- and obviously now around the world, but like when you think of it, it is, it's in Australia, it's got this kind of like rich history that I think everyone really like you, respects. You see like a silk caftan with it in crisp, encrusted, covered in crystals. And like, you're like, that's Camilla. Camilla that's so, it. Um, it's pretty amazing. Like, and I was lucky enough to go over to Miami and open our first US store. Which wow! Was pretty, wow, that's amazing. Pretty magical. I mean, and hello, Miami. We're we're better to wear Camilla. That's yeah, it. absolutely. That's Are we it. doing like any like Friday afternoon DJ sets like in the office? Look, <laughs> um, my favorite time of year would be Camilla Christmas party. Now I've done three. And they oh are God, quite possibly fun. my favourite thing. Yeah, that would be oh, so, fun. so fun. Obviously, with COVID in the last year, we, we had a pretty rough year retail, but we came out pretty good on the other side. And we were lucky enough to hire a super yacht and a few catamarans, or if you're Jackie Gillies, catamaran. Um, <laughs> <laughs> um, and go out onto the harbour just off Miss Macquarie's chair and basically have an on-water rave, which that is I DJed on the back of with Kate Monroe and Peter Dolso from Sneaky Sound System. 
and we we rocked it. That is just the most Sydney thing was, I've ever had. And like <laughs> the most Camilla thing. Yeah. Ever. Like if you're gonna ever wear Camilla anywhere, it's to a party like that. On a super yacht on the harbour. On a super yacht in yeah. Sydney. But the year before, we did it at the Bondi Bowling Club, which was kind of the celebration of our 15 years or Camilla's 15 years because our first, her first store, our first store. I feel like it's our <laughs> our store. Um, was the first one was in Bondi. Oh, that's amazing. Lovely. Yeah, which we unfortunately closed during COVID, but we've reopened in Bondi Junction. It's a magical place. Oh, amazing. Yeah. yeah, the stores are amazing. I remember, like, seeing one of the first ones at, at Chadston. I used to work at Chadston when it, they did, went through that big renovation, and I remember seeing the first... I opened that and, store. Did you? Yeah, I did. and I remember, like, looking at it, and it was like... You are there with the clipboard. <laughs> I was there with the clipboard, DJing. project managing. No, I wasn't DJing. I was making I, sure the sound worked, though. Obviously. Oh. I'm lucky enough to curate all the music for the stores. Oh, you is, are. Which amazing. Is, yeah. Oh, my God. You're wearing a lot of hats for this I lady. Know. Look, there's not much that doesn't pass me. In yeah, good. Yeah, yeah, yeah right. that's great. Um, so we touched on DJing. Let's talk about that. Yes. So you did just mention that you are obviously have done some work with Sneaky yes. Sound System. Which, I mean, I'm sure for you guys and I'm sure for me is kind of like, whoa, fangirl. Mm. I mean, oh. like... Mate. For anyone in their like mid twenties, Sneaky Sound System is was their childhood. Absolutely. And I remember going with my mum to like Sanity and begging her to buy me that yellow Sneaky Sound System 100%. album. Yeah. And I bought it and that Sony boombox that I got for like my Christmas present, <laughs> like rinsed that CD to yeah. the point I don't think the CD player worked Bent anymore. It oh, Bent, Bent it out. Oh absolutely. I feel like anyone in your like if you're in your late 20s or even mid-20s now, or even like 30s, pitches, the Ministry of Sound pitches remix. Tonight so Only Remix, mixed by John Course. I have all yeah. of them. It was like, <laughs> it's iconic you. and it will forever be iconic. Yes. There's something to be said about just like a nostalgic track for our for our age, I think. Like and I think it's just, UFO. Yeah. Oh. Yep. And you know what? Like she got to Connie got to perform at Mardi Gras, and it was on. I wasn't there, and I was I was actually in Melbourne. But for me, it was like it really, it really like Connie just embodies everything about like queer culture and and loves everyone and people. And for someone who sings house music for a living, like her up there was better than any international star we could have had on mm, that stage. Yeah. It, it was like, oh my God, it literally brought a tear to my eye. It oh was my God, really you nice. getting choked up. <laughs> she ran across the SCG in like stiletto pumps. I can't. That's such a mood. I feel like they, when they came back, I guess, for as a matter of figure of speech, like... Because there was kind of a period of time where I feel like I didn't hear much from them. Well, house then, music went out of, went out of fashion. Yeah. And then all of a sudden it was like, I was going to a festival and it was like Sneaky Sound System was headlining. I think it was like a festival in Melbourne like maybe three, four years ago. And I was like, holy shit, like so yeah. excited. And it was like, yeah, out of this world. So they're definitely someone that is a part of my generation mm. and upbringing. Yeah, I think. totally. Just, just. I thought your generation would be more like Daryl Braithwaite. <laughs> Fuck off. That's Do you like... even know who we're talking about? Do you know what Ministry of Sound even is? <laughs> no. Just smiling. Do you know up. what Wild Anthems is, Dolly? Oh, <laughs> So, so, so like a sidetrack to this, but I actually worked for Supre when I was 15 mm. and 
part of working at Supre was definitely Ministry of Sound and Wild Anthems. And so I feel like slightly a little bit of my like house music slash electronic music education yeah. was came from Supre. Came from Supre due to the fact that we listened to the same CD on repeat. Like that oh is iconic. Day. I love that. I've still always got hot, some of my new. Ministry of Sound like annual <laughs> CDs at home still. Like yeah. and they're like I yeah. What do you play them on, doll? Have you got a little I don't know. <laughs> I don't know what to do with them. Literally. And they're not on Spotify. I can't get, like, the full, well, look, like, we'll the OG talk, one. We'll sort you out some sort of solution after Please, this. Let's yeah. talk. Um, anyway, back to you. We're getting very sidetracked Sorry. once more. Let's talk about you starting as a DJ. Like, how was the intro to the decks oh it was a car crash let's be real was it (laughs) so i actually (laughs) one would hope oh i know i actually got made redundant from my job and one of my friends a really close friend of mine had um had a bit of an accident with her foot um and she was unable to walk and basically i was had been living with them and i saw this like road case in the side of like their kitchen that was just there. And I was like, what's in that box? Like it's always there with like the <laughs> internet modem sitting on. She's like, there's DJ decks in there. And I said to her, I said, I said, I've always wanted to like be a DJ. When I was like in primary school, I used to make mixed CDs for my high school oh, disco you, you did oh God, it. with so like, fun. guess what? I'm still hot. Um, yeah. <laughs> right, Luciana. Yeah. And she was like, well, get get them out and put them on the kitchen bench and have like I'll have a go or I'll I'll I can show you a little bit of what to do. Anyway, this went on for like a month. Oh, you just practice practice. I just practice practiced and then I actually don't even know how it came about. But someone I got introduced to someone and they were like, "Do you want to start a party?" At, like in Erskineville at the Imperial Hotel and I was like sure I've never run a club night before and he was like oh you can DJ right I've seen like a photo slash a video of you DJing and, and I was like, like yeah. I was like yeah I can DJ and in my head I'm like um Tucker's Miracle is playing like, yeah. in yeah. my head. and I'm like oh my god I actually can't even DJ and I don't know how I'm gonna do this but mm. sure let's like you to make it yeah make it yeah and so I went and played this gig and I literally could not mix to save myself but I did it and it was a vibe and everyone everyone rocked on amazing and you know what seven years has gone by nearly eight years and it literally has just flashed before my eyes yeah and so when do you think you're gonna make it <laughs> <laughs> Haven't I already made it slightly? <laughs> you know what's really funny is I feel like pre-pandemic uh, and like March last year, I was really on like my rocket ride. Right. And my rocket sunk. Mm. Uh-huh. But I feel like now we're back on the rocket yeah. and we're, we're, we're smooth sailing again. And I really hope that I get to once like, you know, Europe and America, are, you know, hopefully yeah. over this awful thing that has really shaken us all up. That I will be able to go and, you know, play in New York and, and London mm. and Berlin and yeah. places that were already penciled in. Definitely. Uh, did you have that stuff lined up? Yeah, there was stuff lined up. So yeah. it's pretty heartbreaking. I was, it, it was, it really kind of upset me. And yeah, mm. but I also have to think, you know what, we're actually in a really lucky position and it, it could be much worse. Mm-hmm. Totally. Yeah. So, it's, so it's not never, it's, it's not just, never, it's Soon. Soon. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, definitely. I guess on that, we were lucky enough to come to a, a boat party with you in when we're in Sundays. Sydney. <laughs> and I will say for the listeners that you have a very unique DJ style, I think, and a very unique 
crowd mesmerization. I think that that's, and it's very captivating and you definitely know how to like get the crowd moving. Is that kind of something that like you're taught or like, are you just being you or sort of how do you get that like vibe going? Cause like watching you up there, you're in, you're in the zone, mate. Like I feel like it, it kind of come from a young age, like, or came from a young age. I, I used to do dancing when I was <laughs> I never would have believed I that. know. Think about it, cumber buns and like, oh, like beautiful. latex pants. Your black sh- shoes on. We should just on. mention, while Troy DJs, he doesn't stop moving. Like the yeah. whole time he is dancing. Like he's not, well, his feet are not planted in the same position twice. Well, do you know what I love doing? I love dancing. And do you know what? The only thing separating me between the dance floor is a table. Yeah. And so why should I not be able to enjoy it? Yeah. I really hate watching a DJ. Hate's probably a strong word. Dislike watching a DJ. Mm. You can say hate. We love hyperbole on this show. Hate. <laughs> hate. 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 <laughs> um, I don't like seeing a DJ just stand there and just like do the ones and twos. Oh, it's boring. It's boring. Like, come on, fuck off. Yeah, seriously. absolutely. Yeah. yeah, don't press play and just stand. If there you're and not watch having me. fun, why do you expect me to be having fun? Exactly. Mm. And so the whole thing of me dancing and yeah. enjoying myself yeah. is that it gets everyone excited. You know, I think the best part about it too is, to be honest, I don't feel like it's a show. I feel like you're actually enjoying yourself, and you can tell that you're really into what you do. And I think that that naturally translates out into the crowd. So. Oh, I'm glad. Yeah, I'm really glad about that. What a tender moment. <laughs> you know me. Take it a bit philosophical. Yeah. <laughs> so obviously the DJ hours and the nine to five are sort of conflicting. Oofed. Yeah. Well, it depends if I'm playing on a Sunday night. Yeah. When if- does Troy Beeman sleep? That's what we want to know. No sleep. <laughs> Bus. Bus. Club. Another club. Another club. And if the second time you didn't quite get it, I yeah. say it again. Yeah. Um, yeah, I feel like Lady Gaga in that in that video. Yeah. No, you know what? I've actually, over the years, I've really worked through it. And I'm really lucky that Camilla is quite flexible mm-hmm. in that she supports my DJ career, for one. Yeah. Um, and that, you know, I've, I've learned that, like, it's not all about going and like getting yourself absolutely wasted on your drink cards. And mm, mm. instead I just end up giving them to my friends and then send them off into their strategic, own Strategic. Yeah. Like <laughs> I'm not worked out. It's straight. Yeah. It's strategic. Like I don't want to be the drunk person in the club. It's not. No. It's, and sometimes I think a drunk DJ, you can tell. Like, I actually not a good thing. try to never drink before I DJ. It's like my number one rule, exception to the rule last uh, on the long <laughs> weekend when you say. saw me because I was in all sorts of states. But that's fine. I had Monday to recover. Yeah. But I would never usually turn up to a gig trashed. Yeah. Or well, you're a professional businesswoman at the end of the day. At the start of your career, did you find that like a hard balance to make? Like, because you're out, you're in the club, you're with your friends, you're probably hyped, you're about to play, or like, were you always head in the game? I've actually never been a real big drinker, to okay. be honest, because I only weigh like, let's be real, 55 to 60 kilos. Yeah. And I've weighed that my whole, like pretty much from like my teenage years to now. From birth. Yeah, sure. From birth. Yeah, yeah 60 kilos, <laughs> my poor mother. Wow. Um, like, and I feel, yeah. So I, I'm not a huge drinker. I do. Oh, Mama loves me a glass of champagne. I was going to say. Oh. Bit of bubbles. Yeah. Bit of bubbles. Mm. Um, Bollinger's probably my favourite. Second to Perfect. Billy Cart Salmon. Yeah. Pomery if I'm feeling cheap. Yeah. Perfect. Perrier Jouet Rosé. Yeah. Mm. Anyway, she, she loves her champagne. Depends how far the last paycheck was. Yeah. 
Or d- yeah, or it depends if the last invoice has been paid. Mm. I'm looking at you, Sydney clubs. <laughs> <laughs> Hello. Hello. So but yeah, I overall DJing is like a huge part of my life, and I wouldn't change it. I wouldn't change it for the world. Mm-hmm. Um, and I can't wait to just like when we can travel again. Like I've been really lucky that one of my really close friends owns clubs in Bali. Yeah, wow. and I've been able to like go over there and like for a couple of weeks at a time and just DJ every day and it's honestly it's so mm. soul enriching. So do you have like one moment in the DJ career that like stands out? So actually besides like my friend teaching me to DJ or myself teaching myself to DJ, <laughs> the reason that I wanted to DJ was I saw a mix mag video in 2014, 2013 of Miss Honey Dijon Mm. DJing and I was literally mesmerized by it and I literally looked at it and I said to my friend Lou I was like I want to I want to do that and I said I want to do it amazing and I want to do it better and I just I want to embody everything that yeah that Honey stands for and she is amazing and of all the things that you're a huge stan of I would say Honey Dijon is the top would you would you agree with that yeah so, yeah, I would agree. Yeah. I mean, the woman has been around forever, mm-hmm. not naming her age or not numbering her age. God forbid. <laughs> God forbid. But she is from Chicago and she's from the south side of Chicago, which if anyone knows rough. about Chicago is a rough part of town. Mm-hmm. And yeah. she grew up in the 90s, which is when house music was born. And house music was formed basically because disco died in Chicago. A a group of people who ran a radio station blew up a whole bunch of disco records in Mm. a stadium. And... It's terrible. Terrible, awful. And it kind of made this resurgence because there were all these disco records that were cheap and drum machines were cheap. They Roland actually made a drum machine that wasn't designed or wasn't made, manufactured, how it was meant to be used. And a lot of them were found in, like, hock shops or like um, thrift stores or what would you call them? Like a uh, like a pawn. cash converter. Cash converters. Cash converters. Why were we both like cash converters? Cash converters. <laughs> well, they don't have cash not, converters in Chicago. Not sponsored. At Pawn and Co. Yeah. 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 <laughs> so pawn shops. And so they went and bought these drum machines and they got disco records and they basically made drum, they made music out of the drum machine and mixed mm. it all together. Wow. And how interesting. And Frankie Knuckles had a club called The Warehouse and that's where it basically all went down. Or, Well, this is what I know and this is, yeah. what, this is what history tells me. I'm you. like, this is washing over me like you were there. Yes. Like you were fighting the fight. You were pulling the burning records out of the fire. True, yes. banging on the cash converters window. Yeah. Yeah. So, so, while, me... so while this was going on, Honey was a, like, 12-year-old, 13-year-old. She, like snuck out caught like the train to these clubs and just went clubbing and how amazing she talks about how her parents had like dance parties at home in their basement and i just feel i relate to that a little bit because my parents are very like musical and they love like music all kinds of music like mm-hmm. my dad loves everything from like 80s to like jazz to blues and then my mum would love everything from mariah carey to sneaky sound system and simply red like it's yeah it's so broad and then yeah. my nan loves disco Anyway. Yeah, it's in the blood. It's in the blood. So I can relate. And we always would have music parties at home and everyone would just dance in my lounge room. So I kind of relate to Honey in that, her having that same thing with her parents. Mm -hmm. So she would sneak out, go to these things. And then years later, she moved to New York and basically met Danny Tanaglia 
um, and he mentored her. And one of her best friends is Derek Carter, who was also, while Frankie Knuckles and all these people were creating house, mm. it was all happening. Anyway, I could talk about house music for days. <laughs> that's the short <laughs> end of it. Yeah. So she was basically there when it began. Was born, yeah. So if there's anyone to continue on the traditions and the knowledge of house music, it's Honey. And she once said to me, she was like, ciao. Listen to me. Mama's a wealth of information. Mm. Oh, wow. So, as you've just hinted at, you do know her. So, I was very, very lucky to DJ with her in 2018. And that was probably the best, one of the best gigs of my life. Mm -hmm. Um, Okay, so take us right back. Tell us about the connection between the two of you. So, the first time I saw Honey would have been in 2015 at the Factory Theatre in Marrickville. Mm-hmm. Um, I actually have the poster framed above my bed in my room. Oh, that's amazing. amazing. Um, it's like this illustration of her. It's incredible. Um, and I didn't actually meet her that time. I just was gracious and danced. And then it would have been subsonic the year later. I went and saw her play and I was with Claire Morgan, who's another DJ. And my friend was doing the lighting on the stage. He's like, uh, he does projections and he was doing the projections for the stage. And I somehow managed to sneak backstage as you do. <laughs> well, I'm like, a, I'm a, a DJ, just a let suggestion, me in. I was going to say, he's got your decks under your arms. Like, I'm allowed to be here. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> well, it was a festival, so it was kind of open slather, but whatever. Yeah. So I was standing there with Claire and I, I, I arrived. I was quite wasted. It was like day three of the festival. Mm-hmm. Like, and I was just gagging to see Honey again. Mm. And I literally just remember walking into the DJ booth and I had like tears running down my face. And I just looked at Claire and was like, is she actually like playing what she's playing? Mm. Like it was one of those moments where you're just like, whoa. Somebody yeah. pinch me. Somebody pinch me. And I remember at one point in that DJ set, she played I'm Every Woman. And like, and you know, it's a festival. It wasn't a gay festival. But like literally there were like straight men on the dance floor crying. Oh my God. And you could see the passion in it. And I mean, playing I'm, I'm Every Woman for a trans woman is is a pretty powerful Huge. thing. Absolutely, yeah. Um, so yeah, and then I met her. I basically like chased after her and I did know her tour manager at at the time um and so i got a photo with her and i do have it somewhere (laughs) and i just look really drunk (laughs) (laughs) but she's giving me this huge hug and it was like a huge warm hug yeah and then i went and saw her at a gig she did a sideshow for that festival the week later and i went and met her and she was like i remember you she was like you were crying bitch you need to get yourself a cocktail (laughs) and i'm like oh my god how did you remember you're like okay i'm like okay and so then the love kind of followed and then every year after that every time she would come to australia i would go and see her melbourne sydney yeah whatever and then in 2018 she played at the sugar mountain festival which we all know about because obviously it's actually probably one of the most watched videos on youtube i've played it many many times at many events yeah so and i was there and for like Probably a good year and a half or two years, I had been hashtagging Honey Fucking Dijon. Mm. And I was passionate about like making this a hashtag to the point where it's like, it's, it's, it's a thing. It's a thing. Yeah. You're like, don't worry, Dal, I've branded you. I've branded you. Anyway, so I rocked up. I went to, what's the gorgeous little printing t-shirt place on Greville Street? It's uh, I know the one. Um, I can't name it though. Daz Automat. It's on anyway, the corner. Yeah. It's on the corner. So I went to Daz Automat. Um, and I 
just in Photoshop mocked up Honey fucking Dijon. And I got it printed on a shirt. This was the day before Sugar Mountain. Mm. And then I rocked up at the festival and literally it was going on and it was like, it felt like the longest hour of my life. And I took my shirt off and let me tell you, I'm not one to take my shirt off. <laughs> I'm skinny. It was 55 kilos sopping wet. She's potato. She's <laughs> petite over here. Yeah. Um, and I held it up on this live stream and it literally like captured the world. Yeah. And from that moment on, Honey fucking Dijon was on. And probably about 12 months later, she was like, I'm going to make, I'm like going to bring out these t-shirts, whatever. And I was like, oh yeah, sure. Okay. You know, whatever. Yeah. And then it gets launched like all over the media. Comme des Garçons launches Honey fucking Dijon at Dover Street Market. And I'm sitting here just like. Your t-shirt. My t-shirt. Well, not my t-shirt, but the, the words and like the, the format, design. the design. Yeah. yeah. I mean, obviously it was better because it's being made by Com de Gaston. Yeah, so. that is insane. <laughs> and I'm a huge Com fan, so I was like, wow. That's and then huge. I checked my Instagram and Adrian Joffe started following me, who is like basically the CEO of, of Com. And I was like, whoa, this is just a bit Flex. Crazy. Oh, Flex. That Ooh. is like epic. It's a huge Sorry. story. It's a huge story. I could talk about it for days. But yeah, that's basically the... Well, where mm-hmm. I met Troy that fateful morning at Revs was a Honey Dijon concert. It was. And that was that was the first thing I ever knew about you was Honey fucking Dijon. Because you had the t-shirt on and you were that, running the around. The com one, though, not the OG. No, yeah, the com one. <laughs> I, I have never improved. seen the original. I have it. I actually wore it two weeks ago. Really? In Sydney. Oh, my God. Yeah. I was going to say, surely she's in a museum or something. I wore it as a cape. <laughs> it's signed. Is it? Oh, that's yeah. amazing. Mama, Mama Dijon signed it for me. <laughs> You're like, it's signed by Russell Crowe. <laughs> but I was really thankful. So like the so the gig that when I saw you and when I first met you and we went to, I think we'd met before, but I think it was like our proper official meeting. Mm. Um, Honey actually left me a little goodie at her hotel. Oh. It was a pair of Honey Dijon Ray-Bans and oh. an unreleased Comme des Garçons. Comme des Dijon shirt, which was oh. pretty special. Excuse oh, me, that's amazing. And her tour manager was a bit like, oh, where's my presence? And she was like, child, you don't show up. <laughs> <laughs> she's sassy. Oh my God, she's an icon. Oh, I icon. love that. Anyway, that's enough about honey. Yeah, this has turned into the honey hour. Honey hour. So back to the Beeman show, because oh. that's what we're here for. Obviously, being a DJ, you're around fucked people constantly yeah. all, from all works of life. Have you had any crazy, like, fan moments or moments of, with your crowds or, like, you know, because I'm sure that there has been... Spill the tea. Yeah. It happens all the, the time. And you know what? Around my friends, and you guys will know this, is I'm not shy. Mm. But <laughs> take me out of my comfort zone and, oh, girl, I am shy. Mm-hmm. Like, yeah. I actually... I, I love the fame that I don't. Mm. I, I shut down and mm-hmm. I, I kind of don't know what to say when people and Reese, like a few weeks ago I played at the Ger- in the Gershwin room with Sunshine um, for her choir show and after I came off and I tried to walk to the bar like people just ambushed me and were like oh my god who are you you're amazing we've never seen you before and I, I kind of just don't know what to say and I'm just kind of like thank you yeah <laughs> it's an awkward thing to I guess, deal with, isn't it? Because, mm. I mean, obviously everyone doubts themselves, you know, a little mm. bit. And I, I doubt myself as an artist and I know I can DJ and I wouldn't be where I am and I wouldn't be getting booked for the things that I am if I couldn't. So mm. yeah. I know that I'm doing something right. Yeah. But it's it's very overwhelming and I find it, 
I just don't know what to do sometimes. So yeah. I just kind of smile and I'm like, I mean, what mm. your, your whole career, I guess, when you're up there, like you're making people feel great. Yeah. You're making people feel good. So like, it's kind of, you know, to be expected that people are going to want to come up and like say thank you or meet the person who's just made their night, you know, kind of thing. Well, I so. hope so. One thing that does get me with the fame thing is that people, or not even fame, but like weird moments is people will send me, they'll like go into their office on like a Tuesday morning or a Monday morning and they send me like a photo of like the last played track on their Sonos system and it's like <laughs> Troy Beamer live at Revolver and I'm almost like, what was going on in your office on yeah, Friday night? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I'm like, if you weren't playing it, who was? Yeah, yeah best not well. to know sometimes. I know. So it, do you then, that just like sparked something for me. Obviously you play a set, right? Right. <laughs> that is right. That yeah. is what DJs do. Do In that set, is there parts of the set that are made up OG tracks from you? Or is always, like, do DJs always mix just songs into other songs? Like... For a person who doesn't know how to DJ, let's scale it back. Like from the tech side, how does that work? So uh, if I'm playing in a club, like example, Puffdorf or Revolver, generally yep. there's not a break in between sets. I will usually mix into the DJ before me. Mm-hmm. Uh-huh. This happened a few weeks ago and the DJ before me was playing, who's amazing, was playing like, literally 130 BPM techno at 6.55 Oh, my God. And I was like, oh, my God, how am I going to go through this? And I cued this track, (laughs) which is Nathan McKay, who is this, like, amazing Canadian Jewish gay boy who I love, who lives in Berlin. Amazing. And (laughs) that is a picture. It's a picture, right. He's also a a, um, personal trainer. Anyway, it was this Nathan McKay track, and I thought, you know what? No one will have played this track, like, in this night. And the DJ comes back into the booth as I'm about to like mix it in. And it's like, I played this like 45 minutes <gasps> ago and I'm like, <gasps> and it threw me completely yeah. off. And I, I literally like completely like trashed the whole mix. Yeah, and I know. It, it kind of threw me off for like the whole, the first hour of my set, but I kind of just got myself back together. Right. So in that instance, like in the club, it can be yeah. like a bit scary mm-hmm. but if you're at a festival normally the dj before you will just like fade out and yeah. then that will, that will allow for applause and yeah. then i will come on and normally mm-hmm. nudge great in. yeah interesting yeah look i will say i'm music i'm pretty big on music like similar to you like in this i've always my family like my mom is super musical i look have you no comparing music. yourself to troy beam <laughs> i have no musical talent <laughs> but music is like i'm i'm I have music on constantly in my life. Like, right. wake up in the morning, it's the first thing I do is play music. Do you ever get in the car without music? Never. Never. Although, Same. if I've had a really stressful day and I just need to decompress, I'll drive in silence. Darling, ABC Classical. I was going to say, I would just play a slow song. Ten minutes. Yeah. Just, like, pure silence. But, no, the point I'm making oh, is... I just put on Sneaky Sound System. <laughs> <laughs> everything better. Yeah. Plug. Plug. Um, but nothing frustrates me more than if I'm out Ooh. and the DJ... Repeats a song. <gasps> first issue that I have. Ooh, okay. Plays a full song, like the whole thing from start to finish to the point where like we're in the third chorus now. Like I think with house music it's a little bit different, but like if it's not a song, it's like, you know, when like the song's just been going on for way too long. Like I'm gonna school you here. God, I you're feel quite like, demanding of your artists. Yeah, aren't I you? feel like like hit the peak, like keep the peaks going. Like don't just like I don't wanna be bored for too long. You know what happens, and it happens to me sometimes, is sometimes I have four different remixes of a song. Right. And sometimes it's the, like, 
the vocal extended extended <laughs> remix of yep. blah blah. And so you will hear the chorus like three or four times and you're like, uh-huh. what happened? But the whole playing <laughs> the same track twice in one night, house music, it's fine. And mm-hmm. actually in Chicago and in New York and they would, they, in like at the Paradise Garage, they would play the same track more than one time in the night and it's not uncommon. Mm-hmm. Yeah. If a track works a crowd, look, let me be real here. I don't want to hear Dua Lipa's levitating or whatever it's called three times in one <laughs> no, night. No, do you know what I mean? Like there or are Abba's Gimme Gimme. Yeah. yeah. So I, f- I know how you feel. But if it's a banging house track with no lyrics, yeah. why not? I guess in a club too, you've got to kind of f- filter through. Like you've got your, your early comers, your middle of the night, and then there's like... You know, you're your six a.m. What are you talking about? <laughs> well, you know, you might have like one your, six one. None that we go to. <laughs> no, I was going to say one. <laughs> I actually was thinking of one six one. Oh, I love God's one sake. six one. Love one six one. So, what about love life? Because obviously, I need to understand this. <laughs> oh my God. Here we go. Because I'm Help. now picturing myself as a DJ. I'm busy. I've got a day job. Where the fuck do I fit in? A dickin. A dickin. And Oofed. it's a dickin' that we like, not even a dickin' on the, you know, behind the decks. Because well, there's sh- not a lot of dickin' going on. <laughs> <laughs> there's not much time. Yeah, That's I can it. imagine. Look, and everyone thinks, oh, you're the DJ. Like, you must have so many guys. And I'm like, oh, my God, you know what? It's actually not. That's really not the case. It's actually the opposite, which I'm actually okay with. Like, I've been single for, like, two years now, nearly two years. Yep. and. Like, that's been hard. Like, I went through a breakup just before the pandemic kind of... Right. Mm. Kind of hit. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So, Impactful lockdown then. Yeah. yeah. And I had to reel on a lot of things and realise a lot of things. Uh-huh. So that was okay. But yeah, I... And how's it going now for you? I was going to say, what's the tea now, girl? Oh, what's the tea now? Look... Are we, do we like... Man, are we for him or against him? Oh, look, I think we're for him. We're just trying to figure it out. Oh, there's a him. Oh, maybe. <laughs> I don't know. I don't know if it's anything right now. We'll okay. see what happens. So watch this space. Watch this we'll space. We have to watch your Instagram. I don't know. Do you know what? Can I honestly tell you what's really hard is coming home at 3 a.m. slash 4 a.m. slash 7 a.m. <laughs> and coming home to no one. Like, I just really want that person to be like, hi, it's okay. I know you're like either A, drunk or you're B, sober. Yeah. Yeah. What's worth? Give me a cuddle. What's worth? Give me a cuddle. Yeah. Can we wake up and go get coffee and yeah. bagels and things? And just someone to, you know. Touch me. Look at me. Say something. <laughs> <laughs> Not just you in the mirror. I know. Girl, don't worry. Feels. I'm feels. in the exact same boat. And how, how, yeah, exactly. So, like, you guys, like, what's the tea with you? Oh, I'm 23 years single, dar- 24. <laughs> Got my own age. We're both as tragic as each other. Yeah, literally. Never been kissed. You're Mitch. the youngest. Yeah. Yeah. Mitch has never been kissed Thank you. slash by a kiss. I mean, never been wed. And I'm <laughs> the divorcee from seven, seven times in a row. No. Aww. Yeah. And I'm, yeah, the um, single on the other side. can't others, quite single on the other make spectrum. it last. Yeah. yeah. So, do, you, do you think, I mean, and obviously you guys came to Sydney a few weeks ago. Yeah. What's your vibe between like the, the Sydney and Melbourne gays, Ooh. which I mean, I don't like to label myself as a Sydney gay, but let's be real here. I absolutely am. Let's be real. <laughs> I think you are, Dom. But I, mean, I don't like to delve into. I mean, we don't want to say too much because. Look, we've got friends in both ponds. Yeah, and we've also got plenty of men waiting for us to return to Sydney. Got a so. lot of enemies in both <laughs> ponds as well. No, we don't. But um, I think that there's a definite. Uh, I think there's definite ratios in both cities. Like you've got your sort of. 
maybe pretentious, maybe a little bit caught up in the scene, maybe really worried about their appearance kind of gay. That is yeah. still in both cities. I yeah. don't think that the Sydney, I think Sydney probably has the reputation for having that more, but I think it still exists in Melbourne. And okay. I think that you also still have the other way around. Like I would say a lot of our friends in Sydney don't fall that heavily into that category and are still like super down to earth and just kind of like more normal chill people like us. And a lot of them are monsters. <laughs> There's the monsters inside of my so, What about you? What what do you like, Sydney? I do. I find I find that like I don't really fit into the gay scene. Everyone listening at home is gonna be like, what? Um <laughs> But I really don't. I don't and it's kinda weird because I feel like I never felt at home when I grew up. Where I grew up. I grew up on the central coast in Terrigal Beach, if anyone knows mm-hmm. where that is. It's like in between Newcastle and Sydney. It's like God. coastal beach town, surfy, like let's think like blue water high. <laughs> Very you. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Very me not. A ripped bleach blonde. In a DLE mini yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no, but that's I will agree with you there, to be honest, Troy. I would actually think that you strike me and your appearance and your style is quite Melbourne I'll be honest like it's a little bit like you've got a sense of fashion about you you're happy to you know dress in your unique style and not really be phased and I think that in Sydney there's a lot of like stick to the cookie cutter of what's hot yeah it's called the blue jeans and white shirt convention yeah it's called the Beresford every Sunday yeah and I you know (laughs) So maybe you are Melbourne at heart, don't uh, Maybe I am Melbourne at heart. Do you guys, like with guys, 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 mm. right? Hi, guys. Um, <laughs> do you find, what's your ratio on like going on a date, like a first date and then a second date and then like the text messaging ratio, like the taking days to reply, the like, Ooh. the like God, we're being replying to you now. on Instagram, God. the not rep- like. Are where- you ready for this? Are yeah, let's get into it. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, Mitch, what's your... Because I've got some strict rules. I am a bit of a texter. Yeah. So, um... Not a DMer. Oh, I always start with a DM. That's really how, you know... Slid. Yes. I think... Slide on in, ladies. Um, (laughs) After that, if it graduates to texting, that's, like, a huge deal for me, whereas Adrian... He meets someone and is like, "Give me your phone number and your social I'm a bit security." More, I'm a bit more old school. Like, oh, you're you're such a wog. I'm such a wog. Yeah. So like, I'm happy to DM for. a You're gonna bit. take take him home to Yaya. Like, yeah, absolutely. Yeah, right. Show me your bank account, darling. Yeah, yeah. Um, no, I'm a little bit more old school like that, and I think that there's no room for games. Like, I'm not interested in the like delay of three days to respond to a message like that just tells me you're not interested but neither am i then you and me are in the same jog on we're in the same situation sister yeah which i just can't no one no one is that busy that you don't have time to reply to someone because i am the busiest person absolutely and you make fucking time yeah if you care enough and you're interested enough you'll make time but i feel like the boys don't don't get that yeah well if they don't then they're not for you doll oh god you two need to just We'll Thank talk. This will be another episode. <laughs> I'm sick of this shit. I'll reply when I'm good and ready. Mitch, you're very cute. It's fine. <laughs> Thanks, Dal. <laughs> it's also very single. <laughs> so, as a DJ, yes, something we've briefly touched on. Yep. Um, what do you think is a misconception about the industry that you would like to debunk right now? Uh, is that DJs are just wild who get wasted every weekend. That's definitely a conception that I have. Right. I was going to say, you just mentioned like coming home sober at 7am. Like that just seems like something that no one would expect from a DJ. Totally. And going into dating as well is mm. that I worry that guys have this 
like misconception that that's I just am a party boy yeah. and that's what I'm like. Mm. And what's on my Instagram and stories versus what is reality is two very different things. Maybe my yeah. housemate might beg to differ sometimes, but that's okay. That's her opinion. <laughs> Thanks, Tamara. Love you. Um, but like, it's really not, it's not like, it's not just partying. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. A lot of it is music. A lot of it is less. How do you, how do you keep the balance then? I think like having a like a healthy diet. God, this sounds so cringe. Um, <laughs> he plays body temple. Blogger. I'm really lucky that my housemate is like a super health freak, and she loves juicing and all those things. So when I wake <laughs> up in the morning, there's like a green juice waiting for me, slash like serotonin smoothie, if you will. Yeah. Um, <laughs> Good to lord. Just, to just prop me up for my day. God, give me the recipe. Oh yeah, it's bananas and avocados, doll. Yeah, okay. <laughs> <laughs> um, and you know, just making sure that you. You know, get a good night's sleep. You know, it's 7am to 8am. Yeah. Yeah. Not quite. <laughs> no, gorgeous. Oh, I wish I had 7am to 8am. <laughs> You're like, it's more at 10pm to a 6am. What but, a luxury. But yeah, it's not all, it's not all partying. Mm-hmm. I mean, for some DJs, yeah, sure. That's their life. And if you want to wreck yourself and look like you're hundred at 40, go for it. But well, it's I'm, I'm early not grave. about that. It's an early grave, hey? Yeah. Um. So that you just mentioned, obviously, being like... Gay, and that that's a challenge. Mm. I think something about, you know, not the fact that you're obviously a gay DJ, but something about DJing and music in the queer space mm. and queer community is so important and big. It's like a such an expression of freedom for us. So totally. how does that sort of like, has that like motivated you or like has have, how has being queer in the industry sort of made it things different? Well, I mean, essentially, I'm rooting for all of you. Yeah. Like, me being... And I don't like to label myself as a gay DJ because I'm absolutely not. No. And as much, as much as house music is a huge part of my, like, repertoire, house music is not owned by gay culture anymore. And no. it's very much owned by straight culture or straight club culture or whatever you would call it. And I just hope that I can, you know, make a space for us on that dance floor again and that we can all, you know, be on the dance floor together, which is why I love clubs like Revolver Upstairs so much is that it's <clears throat> a free-for-all. It's a free-for-all and no one cares what you're wearing. No mm. one cares mm. where you're from. Everyone's just there to have a good time and, you know, They're that's the music. It's all about the music. There's something like, unique about like a sweaty club in that that is sort of one of the only environments where that can happen for totally. some reason. Yeah. yeah. Why do you think yeah. that is? I mean, look, let's be real here. No one wants to dance around a UE boom in someone's lounge room. <laughs> <No>. <laughs> Dancing on their no. ottoman. It's not quite the same as a, no. like, you know, a sturdy, like, podium uh, made of MDF from Bunnings Warehouse, <laughs> Scotty Cam vibes. Yeah. <laughs> um, Absolutely. Yeah. I'm first to be, like, front and centre. I'm usually always found, like, especially when I was younger, I used to go out a lot. Front and centre at the decks or just to the side right in front of the speaker not long ago I don't know where I was I think it was for New Year's actually where um Fisher played and I was oh, like you and fucking Fisher basically Give me a break. up like behind the decks with him right up next to the speaker Fisher the were you losing night. it I lost it mate <laughs> he's still <laughs> he he's still grabbing, finding he like, it grabbed me up we had a bit of a smooch it was a moment anyway oh god and I left that. So the story goes. It was a cheek smooch. Yeah, Yeah, me and Connie Mitchell smooch every Sunday. Don't be jealous. (laughs) And I left that venue and I couldn't hear a fucking word because I'd been next to the speaker. Welcome to my life. That's my life. People talking to me and I was like, holy shit, am I really drunk or like, what the fuck? 
so yes, I'm definitely <laughs> can understand the um that feeling of like being captivated by that music. Oh, like, where is you go? Well, you guys going. saw me last weekend dancing on top of the speaker at Puffdorf in Sydney. Was I that, did. Was our first night back. You guys were very lucky. I know that was yeah. so fun. It was a treat. Me and my Dion Lee skirt. Mm. So we'd love to wrap with maybe just like a little bit of goss. Oh, you know, so- you're in the scene, <laughs> darling. You're rubbing shoulders. Tell us something. Give me some celebrity drama. Look, I've seen a lot of people and a lot of like maybe B grade, D grade celebrities. Our like, favourite kind. Trollied, if you will, in yeah. the club. Um, <laughs> naming any names, one. you know who you are. <laughs> this is, um, it would have been last weekend. I was DJing recent. at a party at the Tatler in Sydney, which is an institution. Obviously, Sydney doesn't have many. It's mm. kind of like basically a mini revolver, if you will, slash cocktail bar. Think like 161 and revolver had a baby. Oh, okay. Right. right. kind of place. But like very small, right? Um, no light up dance floor, unfortunately. Just like ornate French chairs. And it was at like capacity... And a friend of mine, Nadia, Nadia Fairfax, shout out to you, Nads, party with Daddy, um, turned up <laughs> and brought a, like a whole bunch of people. And then she must have been like, this is amazing. Everyone come here, like whatever. And then you guys obviously are aware that I help run Puffdorf Sydney. Yes. Like we discussed back in the beginning of this lovely chat. And, <laughs> and Justin Hems turned up and we were at capacity and he tried to like, get in and unfortunately he was denied from coming oh, in wow. so oh, poor JH didn't come in oh, so the JH sorry Bart at the door Bart at the door I love that that's what happens when you don't own the venue well yeah. there's there's nothing better than someone who just thinks that they deserve to be inside who's not allowed inside and then we were inside <laughs> <laughs> I love someone to be humbled yeah. humbled yeah. I get quite annoyed when I don't get let into a venue oh obviously it shouldn't happen to us but no, no. anyone else? We're Z grade celebrities. I know. <laughs> we can get in anywhere. <laughs> Troy Beeman, a message on the machine, Dal. Oh. Well, Troy, it has been so good to have you in today. I think that was a really amazing chat, and I think our listeners are probably feeling the same way because we've definitely seen things from the other side of the decks, which oh. we love. You it's... operate at a very high frequency, so the listeners are probably exhausted. You make me tired. Oh, I'm tired. <laughs> <laughs> that was fun, though. I literally could, like, I can't stop talking. No, that's okay. That's what we love. That's all you got to do on this show. Thank Just you. talk. One of us. <laughs> the only requirement. Are we, are we going dancing? Let's go. I think we should. Yeah. Sunday, 7am, Revolver. See you there. Done. If you want to find Troy, you can find him at... At Troy Beeman on Instagram. There you go. Perfect. Yeah. I'm not giving away the rest of my life. <laughs> that's okay. That's yeah, fine. Your phone number. Everything's and... on there. Just go for it. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and if you want to find us, it is at message on the machine on Instagram. Also, if it's your first time listening to us, please make sure that you hit follow or subscribe and leave us a review. Or you could also do our favorite thing, which is take a screenshot, share this on your Instagram stories, tell a friend, tell your mum. I don't care who, tell the bus driver. Um, I will. Thanks, Troy. <laughs> And on that note, guys, we will catch you next week. Thank you so much. Thank you, Troy. Bye, guys. See you on the dance floor. Yeah, good luck out there. And we'll see you at the next one. Woo! Bye.